All right, and we're rolling for episode two of Reclaim Your Mind, the podcast, the one and only. It's us <laughs> back again. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, um, I'm Carly. I'm Isabella. <laughs> and um, we are back to talk about the subject of burning out. Burning out. Yeah. Um, how, do you, how do you define <laughs> burning out how do i define burning out <laughs> what i be doing right now <laughs> no i'm just kidding um uh, i mean a little but you know anyway mm-hmm. um i don't know i would say that burning out is like when you're just like going so hard that like you really just can't sustain it anymore right and then you're just like i can't and so you just stop mm-hmm. <laughs> like when you're you're constantly working so hard that you like get to a point where you just like nothing is happening no anymore. longer are able to function yeah in whatever capacity it is that you like work in yeah you know? Cre- yeah i think my point of reference is always like creatively burning out yeah just because that's a lot of what i do i burn out creatively and i also burn out academically sometimes too <laughs> yeah. because i do so much in my academic life like in terms of like I would incorporate my internships into academic life just because that's more of what it is than work so because I'm doing all of that at once I think that I I do burn out academically a lot which is not the best I think it's also easier for all that to happen when you are in college and you're a full-time student and you're yeah trying to like work on your skills and work on your resume Mm -hmm. and like graduate as a professional you know what i mean that expectation can be a heavy cross oh for sure yeah i i think it's definitely easier um to do it when you're in like the college uh part of your life yeah i on the other hand have a long and complicated history with burning out um i was talking about this the other day with my therapist and (laughs) Um, we're, we're open and candid on this show. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we do love therapy. Um, anyway, I have, I remember the first time I ever burned out and I was 16. It's pretty young. It is pretty young. Um, 16 or 17. I think I was 16. 16 year old though oh I was I did job school yeah well this was right before I got a job so um I got my first job when I was 17 and I always did like the most um Mm -hmm. when I was in like junior high and high school and like as a kid who like struggled with depression I guess and didn't exactly know how to take care of myself when Mm -hmm. I was experiencing said depressive episodes um it was really easy for me to kind of like lose sight of things because of how much I was doing so like my parents kept my brother and I really busy um and they like to joke that it was because they didn't want us to find trouble or for trouble Mm -hmm. to find us which I guess is a common thing for parents I mean my parents said the same thing exactly yeah um I get it um so why did you so we were (laughs) So I was in high school, and I was a competitive dancer, Mm. and I was going to dance lessons, like, I would get out of school at 2, I would be at the dance studio by 3, and then I would be there until sometimes, like, 9, 10 o'clock at night, because I was doing so many classes, and that was, like, Monday through Friday, and then sometimes I would have, you know 
competition practice after my regular classes and then I would do um like private lessons on the weekends sometimes and so like when I'm not doing that like I gotta be doing homework and like all the other stuff I have to do for school because like I did like the AP classes and all of like you know the most that you can do um because I didn't care about my well-being and so I think also when you're that young you don't know you don't know something you have to for sure time for you're so young you're still trying to figure yourself out you don't know what mental health is yet like you don't know how to take care of yourself because you're like yeah I've never experienced burning out so I think I've got it all together a very new thing yeah like our parents probably don't know my I, my parents always had, like, good coping mechanisms, but they didn't know that's what that was. Exactly. But they were doing that. They exactly. They just happened to have good instincts. Right. But now we are more educated. We're more self-aware. Yeah. But anyway, so, yeah, so when I was 16, I just got, like, really depressed, and I just kind of, like, was so, I got so apathetic from how much I was doing that I was just having like breakdowns and I decided like I didn't know at the time that I was experiencing burnout but looking back I know that I was because I completely cold turkey quit dance which is something that I had done and that was such an integral part of my life for like 10 years at that point your identity the whole my whole life yeah and so um I just quit And I didn't really know what else I could do because I didn't know what else I was good at. And so I was like, "Hmm, what's like the next closest thing I can do? So I got into theater in high school. (laughs) And I was super big into that in high school. I did a lot of shows. I dedicated a lot of time to it. And I fell so in love with it that I decided to do it in college and that was my major, as you remember. That's yeah. how we met. How and we met. Um, then I was doing shows in college, and it was so terrible that I burned out again. And it was because I wasn't taking care of myself and my depression. And I think that theater is something that really requires a lot of you, right. obviously. And if you don't know how to balance your life and take care of that, it can be really easy it's, to burn out. It's and, also... Not only a huge time commitment, but a huge emotional commitment. It's because, okay, for those of you who don't know, Carly and I both started as musical theater majors sophomore year. By the end of freshman year, you had had changed your major. Mm -hmm. I stayed as a musical theater major. I was going to change my major, but I had no idea what else I would do. So I thought, you know what? Undergrad, I'm just going to get this bachelor and then figure it out. (laughs) Yeah. And so it, it's very, I think, because I know every person that I know who ha- who is a musical theater major has burnt out at some point. Yeah. Because you're here from 9 a.m. to sometimes midnight. I mean, this weekend, I'm going to be at school from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. both days so I can paint the stage so I can get work credit. Yeah. <laughs> for one of my classes. And... It requires so much of you. And some of those things that you have to do for your major are zero credits. You're not even getting right. actual credit for them, but you have to do them. Right. It's like you're taking six classes, but you're actually taking like 15. Not only that, but I saw this tweet that was like, being a theater major is having to get up at eight in the morning 
and get asked by your teacher, why aren't you willing to be emotionally vulnerable with us this I morning? Know, I saw that. But it's, it's, that's what it is sometimes. It is. I had an 8 a.m. auditioning class where I had to do two monologues and a song. So I had to sing my face off at 8 in the morning and then do a monologue about when my grandma had cancer. <laughs> Yeah. In front of people I don't know that well. <laughs> yeah. And in front of a camera. Yeah. It is it is all the stress. It's so the most. That so so when you decided to change your major, I was like, honestly I get it. Like I understand. <laughs> yeah. It's hard. It's hard. It's really hard to balance and I mean it doesn't even just go for things that are artistic like that. Right. It goes for everything. I'm kind of experience I mean I experienced it. Last year, too, you know, yeah. like with my internship and stuff, and I kind of struggle with it now, and it's really hard to balance for everyone. I, yeah. And that's why it's, it's important universal. to talk about with everyone, because it is, it's universal. And there, the thing is, like, there are things that you can do to prevent yeah. burning out. But you have to know you, what to you do. You have to know, <laughs> and, like, you also have to be self-aware enough to see those signs in yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, we actually talked about this in class the other day with. Dr. I talked about it in therapy the we, other day. We, I talked about it to Dr. Ivy, and he was talking about like, what do you do when you lose your joy? Which, uh, really going back to like performing and stuff, like a lot of people, whatever their career is, they they go into it because they love it, and that is something that brings them joy. And at a certain point, if you're good at what you do it becomes your source of income it becomes work it's yeah. no longer the thing that you do for fun it becomes work it becomes hard and sometimes you lose your joy and you lose your passion and mm-hmm. so we had this big long discussion about what you can do to bring that back yeah which i mean do you want to talk about that yeah go for no. it okay yeah. um so I, I i read this book called power performance it's for singers and actors but it's also for athletes And so before burnout, there's a period called stillness where you are still working, you are still achieving all the tasks that you have to do, but you are not emotionally invested in it anymore and you are not, you're starting to kind of plateau. It's like anything, when you get far enough into your career, you've done a lot of exponential growth, but now you're at a point where it doesn't feel like you're getting better or like you're making an impact in your field and that's really um that's really difficult and so a lot of the things that you have to do they're gonna sound like hippy dippy but you know this stuff works there's merit in it for sure one of the things you you really have to do is to learn how to relax especially when you get anxious there's like a lot of meditation techniques mindfulness being grateful Little things like that, little changes, um, using positive self-talk, and this one I really like actually, using imagery to reduce apathy and increase motivation. Sometimes like, I look like a crazy person because I'll just talk to myself in my car, 
Like, I'll oh my just... God, I was doing that literally on the way here <laughs> from my internship. I was like, yeah, I'm going to tell you this. And I know that there are going to be people listening to this. And so it's not even a secret. But I was talking to myself in the car today and I saw this car, the person next to me look over at me like really weird. So I like started fiddling with the buttons on my radio, pretending like I was hanging up with someone on Bluetooth. <laughs> so they didn't think I was crazy. No, my God. No, I will openly like full-on have a fight with myself i know it sounds crazy but like sometimes that's how i get those frustrations out yeah and i feel like sometimes it sounds silly but you have to like hype yourself up yeah sometimes i've been on my way to work when i was on my way the other day to my new job like teaching kids i was like i cannot have this stale attitude Mm. i have to like so i was like okay you're gonna go in there and you're gonna shape these young minds you're gonna teach yeah. them you're gonna bring them a new perspective what you're doing is really different and interesting and this is gonna help you as well and how great is that and you have to like yeah even if you don't feel like it like you just have to do that I know sometimes to get yourself through I literally did that this morning too I had such a crappy day at my internship yesterday because I had a headache and I was just feeling really tired and like I you know I mentioned to you earlier like you know privately like I was like feeling like I was slipping into like a depressive episode so I was like just not really feeling great and the project that I'm working on in my internship right now is really tedious and like I don't really find it interesting Mm -hmm. and so I didn't really want to do it if I'm being honest and so I was having such a crappy day and today I was going to my internship and I was like I don't want to go and I was like you know no I was in my car and I had like my little like uh what is it called the visor? the visor down because it was sunny and I always wear my sunglasses and so the mirror was right in front of me and so I'm at a stoplight and I'm just like looking at myself in the mirror and I'm like you know it's gonna be a really good day mm-hmm. this project is really tedious and it sucks it's a powerpoint for like <laughs> it's a powerpoint for like um like quarter three analysis for some like just a lot of numbers and like a lot of stuff for yeah. one of our clients. And I was like, but you know what? You're going to kick this PowerPoint's ass and you're going to make it look so good and so professional that like, and it's such a high profile like client that it's like, you know, you did that. You are doing yeah. that shit. And I was like, you know what? Yeah, I am. I am. And like, yeah. you really do have to sometimes, hype yourself up like that. Sometimes you have to trick yourself. You do. Too. You have to be like, you know what? I'm going to walk in there and it's going to be great. Yeah. Even if it's not, you at least bring your mood up a little bit. Yeah, for sure. And you know what? I don't know, you know, maybe it didn't have anything to do with it, but I did end up having like an okay day, like a lot better than yesterday. And, you know, really the only thing that was different, because I worked on that one PowerPoint for four hours today, (laughs) by the way, the only thing that was different was that I hyped myself up before I got there. I think so much of your day-to-day and your energy level like you have so much control over that I feel like a lot of people blame things on their work environment or the people around them and yes that does play a part but like you have so much control over your attitude your attitude oh my god yeah dude I I know that I said this in the last episode too but I literally just wrote a blog post about this this week (laughs) no no if you read it probably not no one did but (laughs) But, like, link in the description. <laughs> I will. You know what? Link in the description, baby. Um, but it's about being reactive versus being right. proactive. 
And, you know, a reactive person has the tendency, and I do this sometimes, to blame their downfalls Mm -hmm. or their pitfalls Mm -hmm. of that moment on their circumstances. And it's like, you know, no, take responsibility for yourself, you know? Like, yes, you have a lot going on, and that might be affecting you negatively, but you have every choice in how you react to things you know you cannot control the way that your boss treated you today or the way that your professor talked to you that day or the way like the conflict you're having with your friend or your mom or whatever you have no control over other people but you always have control over yourself and you know a proactive person realizes that Mm -hmm. and you know uses it to their advantage almost like say I'm having a conflict with a professor you know it sucks to be feeling like you're disappointing someone or, Mm -hmm. you know, but, you know, I didn't want to blame any circumstances on why I dropped the ball on, like, that project. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm talking about. And so, I don't know, in the future, I did this this week, actually. In the future, I took a little more proactive, like, proactivity to the assignments that I had to submit to her. Mm -hmm. And I... Because that one project was late. Right. And I was really disappointed in myself for that. I didn't want to blame anything else. So I did these two essays and I turned them in a day early. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you can do your very best always to try to make the best of any situation. Mm-hmm. And you always have control. Right. I remember Everything is a choice. When I used to work at this smoothie place, everybody there, we... I started under new management. Everybody else who worked there was left over from old management. That never they, goes well. They complained so much. There was this one coworker I had who was like, I'm quitting. I'm quitting. Every time I came in for a shift, she was like, I'm quitting. And she was always so negative. And I was like, first of all, just quit if yeah. you're not happy. <laughs> but everybody who I ever worked with there had that attitude. Yeah. And I... I love juice. So I was just like, you know what? I'm shoveling cold fruit. I'm making carrot juice. I am making people happy. Yeah. They are getting their juice. They're smiling. They're going to work refreshed. They're healthier. Energized. Yeah. I am clipping their wheatgrass. And they are having a great time. And I'm providing that service. Yeah. And that's why I stayed there for so long. Because I really did like that part of it and I was like I'm not gonna let them ruin my time here it's like literally what we were talking about last episode it's all in what you surround yourself with when you're surrounded by people who are negative all the time it's gonna make you negative you're gonna fall into like gossipy people you're gonna fall into that gossip and it makes your attitude about things worse so then it's easier to burn out but I also think that like you have control in that as well because I was in that work environment and like they were terrible but every time they complained I had to because I had nothing to lose it was like a $10 an hour job I was just doing it for fun so every time they complained I was like you know if you really hate it here you should quit yeah. But you're still here right now, so we might as well just have a good time. Yeah, I mean, yeah, definitely you do I have think, control in how yeah. you react to that, too. But, I mean, a lot of people do get caught up in that. Right. And it, it does make a difference to an extent because you're not, like, always going to be, like, 100% like positive right. all the you're time. You're also always not in the position to say something. Exactly. Like, if you're 
just starting at a company you really want to be at or something. Exactly. You know? Um, but it does make a difference. And I think it's funny, actually, that you brought that up, like, you reacting that way. Because I was having a conversation with my mom yesterday about, like, setting boundaries, mm-hmm. um, which I think is plays into burning out, too, which is why I'm bringing it up. Um yeah. Because that is, like, my big mental health goal for me mm-hmm. recently is setting boundaries for myself because I realized that I don't have a lot of boundaries. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, one of the ways that you can set boundaries for yourself that I was reading about was being mindful of the conversations that you engage in. And mm-hmm. so, like, not... This is not a boundary. This is an example of not a boundary. So if someone was saying, like, oh, I hate this job, I hate this job, blah, 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 it's like, you know, you know, saying, I don't want to be around you because you're negative all the time or mm-hmm. something like that. But setting a boundary would say, like, I am trying to be more mindful of the conversations I engage in lately. Would you mind if we talked about something else? Right. And those simple phrases are ways of setting boundaries for yourself and also ways of, like, maintaining, like, productivity and positivity in your life which helps you like not burn out I guess is what I'm getting at because like you're fostering positivity around you and you're changing your mindset so you are still enjoying the things that you're doing because that negative mind space can launch you into burning out so quickly and I mean I talk to you about this all the time but um there I had some friends that recently graduated and the other day one of my friends was bringing up somebody who no longer lives in the area and she was like oh my god she was always mean to me she was always like blah 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 she was always so rude and like not even talented whatever blah 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 and she went on for like maybe five minutes about this girl And at a certain point, I had to be like, hey, I'm sorry that that made you feel that way, but you are giving this person a lot of power and they're not in your life anymore. And honestly, this conversation is just like stressing me out. So could we just not bring her up anymore? Because she's not really relevant. And I think that can be applied to a lot of different things. Oh my gosh, yeah. There's no, like, if if you want to vent, I understand. Vent. But when it gets to the point that that's dominating every single conversation you have... It's not venting anymore. It's not. (laughs) You're lingering in all this negativity that is clearly, like, having an effect on you because it's dominating every conversation you have. Yeah, exactly. And, yeah. I shared this post on on my Instagram story the other day. I don't know if you saw it, but it it said, don't let anyone rent space in your mind if they're not a good tenant. Oh, yeah, like that. Yeah, and that goes for anything. It can be any situation or any person or whatever. It's like you shouldn't put stock into things that, like, things like that because you don't have any control over it. So why put that much energy into it? Why hyperfixate on something that you can't change? I also think it's harder to hold yourself to that rule when you're the person who's doing that. Yeah. When you're being, like, hard on yourself. Yeah. Um, In the Power Performance book I was talking about, they say that the people who are most likely to burn out are the ones who set crazy high expectations for themselves, Mm -hmm. who are perfectionists, and uh, who care a lot about what other people think. Mm-hmm. So a lot of their validation comes from other people rather than themselves. That's when I think like the positive speak 
is is integral because if you are not kind to yourself if you are not actively like you know praising yourself for the good things that you do you're going to be fixated on every little mistake and you're going to burn out so fast yeah we were talking about this in my um senior seminar class because we're reading that book seven habits of highly effective people um and in that book he talks about something called the p slash pc balance which if i'm not mistaken stands for productivity slash production capability i might be wrong i don't have the book in front of me i'm sorry if i'm wrong but anyway what it means is that like if you're not taking care of yourself and like giving yourself the proper maintenance, you're not going to be able to effectively produce and be able to sustain that. So a lot of what I um, interpreted that as anyway is like, you know, making deposits into your like emotional bank account. So doing things that are really good for you sometimes and taking the time to work on, you know, your mental health. And, you know, sometimes you need to take a break and do something that you value and that you enjoy. Because if you are all work, work, work all the time, you're not going to be able to sustain that. You have to integrate things that you value and things that you love and that you enjoy and that make you happy into that work to be able to maintain that. Because Otherwise, you're just not going to be able to. And that's such a huge part of not burning out is like making the time because you're not going to be as productive. And there was a study I heard about in high school, actually, that I thought was really interesting is like it's better for you to take more breaks in the long run. You'll be more productive like in a work day and and just work for eight hours because like when you take a little break, like say you take a 10 minute break to just like, you know, talk on the phone with a friend or scroll through your social media or something at work or go Mm -hmm. make yourself some food or something, you're going to come back and you're going to be like, all right, I feel refreshed. And then just like go for it rather than if you were just sitting there for eight hours working on something and just dragging along. Right. You're, you're taking the breaks, but you're going to be more productive in the long run. And that is totally applicable to your life too. Like if you have a lot to do that day, you're still going to get it done if you take the 30 minutes to, like, make yourself some dinner and go for a nice walk outside. I feel like one thing that has been very instrumental and that I've made a goal for myself is personally, um, so I sing a lot. I have to for school. Basically, we have this thing called Voice Lab where we meet once a week and you sing and you get critiqued. And then I have, like, performances coming up, like, honor titles. I sing at church. I sing in a lot of places. And I think that I have been very hard on myself in the past. And because I sing so much, it's always like, okay, that's done. What's the next one? Mm -hmm. And for me, something that I've had to really focus on is really taking the time to stop and congratulate myself. Because I am so hard on myself, I will just be like, I messed up this note, blah, blah, blah. Um, so now I, I try to write down after every performance, like, this is something that I really liked that I did and that I enjoyed. And I think I did this really well. And in the past, like anytime anybody's like, oh my God, you sound great. I'm like, thanks. But in my head, I'm like, no, I didn't. And that's, that's had such a terrible effect on my growth. I feel like, because when you don't celebrate, uh, the achievements that you've made, you're not acknowledging that you have grown. Yeah. And 
that's counterintuitive to further growth. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you if you are on a certain level and you see yourself way beneath that, how are you going to bring yourself up to the next level? Exactly. You know what I mean? It's 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 been a process, but I think it's important to hold yourself accountable and set those goals for yourself. Yeah. And know where you have like holes in your not judgment, but your um your path. Yeah. Absolutely. Um I I do I love that idea of like, you know, um celebrating like your little victories mm-hmm. throughout whatever you're doing. I think that that is really important because like first and foremost, like you're with yourself all the time, so you have to be nice to yourself. Like, right. you know, like you don't want to <laughs> you don't want to be beating yourself up all the time. Right. And so it is important to try to, you know, integrate that habit into your life it does Mm. make a difference because once I started doing that it made a huge difference in my life like even if I'm really struggling and all I can say is you know what good job you got out of bed today yeah that's still a victory right you know like you did something and you're acknowledging it and being kind to yourself and you know forgiving yourself for your downfalls when you have them and realizing that you can't be perfect all the time because and you can't change what's in the past. So you shouldn't have, like, you should not hold on to it because you can't change it. Right. So forgiving yourself, still learning your lesson, and then moving forward mm-hmm. rather than just holding on to it and beating yourself up over it because you're not learning anything from doing that. You know what I mean? Right. Um, and that is really important um, to not burning out, I think. But I was going to say, um, I thought it was really funny. I was talking the other day to my therapist and she brought up that she thought it was interesting that writing is such a big part of my life in every facet, like professional and personal. And then I haven't burned out on that. And I think that I've realized like certain ways or measures that I can take to not because like I journal a lot and Mm -hmm. in school and in my internships and stuff, I write a lot because I enjoy writing and I blog for fun and I just write all the time and um I think that there I like balance it a little bit to like help myself not burn out so like if I've been journaling a lot lately like I won't blog for a while or something Mm -hmm. or like if I've been writing a lot in like my professional life then I don't journal as much because I'm like okay I'm kind of tired of writing I'm gonna take a little bit of a break Mm -hmm. so I'm not doing it all the time and then I think that has been helping me like not burn out too because it is such a big part of my life and it's something that I value is like writing for my sense of expression right so it's like you know I don't know I mean I found the opposite with myself really because I mean I sing all the time for work I sing at a church I sing at school and I teach singing yeah there are uh, days where I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do it at all. Yeah. Over the summer, I I had one church gig that I had steady. But other than that, I did not perform. I did not do much of anything. I find that sometimes I need to take breaks because most of the singing that I do right now is not for my own enjoyment. Yeah. It's for growth in my craft and for teaching other people. And that's what I was talking to Dr. Dr. Ivy about is that when your craft, what you enjoy becomes your work, it is a lot more difficult to sustain Yeah. because it's now to serve other people. And so I find that taking breaks and leaning into my other interests really helps me to keep from burning out. 
So oh, like, yeah. I mean, I do that, yeah. too. I do agree. But, like, when I can't take a break, right? it is helpful to, like, maybe lean off of one thing if I'm leaning a little bit more mm-hmm. into another aspect is just what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. Like, all this week, I, uh, I mean, I had rehearsals. I had work. I had everything. And today, I had, like, a spare few hours. And I was going to go study for my vocal health independent study. And then I was like, you know what, I'm just going to watch TV and I'm going to knit and like just really enjoy that for a second. Yeah. And I think it is important to have hobbies or other things that you enjoy doing that you can lean on as like coping mechanisms when you do start to feel things go stale. Because I feel like with anything, if you are doing one thing like hours on end, you're going to get exhausted yeah so if you have a career where you're doing something a lot you have to find ways to keep it fresh whether it's writing for yourself instead of writing for work or it's like i'm gonna go fishing at four in the morning that sounds dangerous don't do that um like at a reasonable hour (laughs) you know what i mean just something random ice skating something that's very different from what you do i find that that is the best way that I have kept myself from burning out. Sometimes I physically can't. Yeah. Um, it was one thing I really liked in this book that um, was to prevent burnout, you plan your season, whether it's a job or whether it's gigs. For artists, sometimes you, you do take on work for a few months at a time and you just have to plan, even if it means you you like tell people I'm not available on Saturdays at all. I have another commitment. You can lie and be like I have. No, you to have a do commitment. Whatever. You have a commitment to yourself. But like some people like <laughs> find it effective. Like even if to an employer, it's like I just have to take a day off. Don't ask me why. Whatever. Yeah. You you just sometimes you have to set aside that time. I have Wednesdays off from school. Not not classes, but like Wednesdays from three to nine. I have told everybody that I've worked with, I will not rehearse on these days. I will not record gigs on these days. This is, it's for work, but it's time that I need away from school. Yeah. And even when I'm not called into work, I still take those days off. Yeah. Because Wednesday them. is my day to be like, okay. For sure. I am a professional. I'm a side, taking a step aside from my student life for this moment of the week. For sure. Yeah. I love that. I have not done that. Mm -hmm. And I think that would be helpful because of how busy I am. Um, Because, I don't know, sometimes when I'm so... My schedule, like, my scheduled things are so busy, but I Mm -hmm. still have X, Y, and Z that I have to do. I'm like, okay, let's just fit it in wherever you can. And so it doesn't leave a lot of, like, blocks of time where you get to do whatever you want to do. You know what I mean? Like, where you have, like, one block of time that is always a break. Right. And so I might try to do that. It's it's something you don't think about. I, I think I was talking to you about this a few weeks ago about how just because you have physical time yeah, available. Yeah, doesn't mean that you have the mental space. Right. And so I think it's important to, if you can, because a lot of people don't have the luxury to do this, but if you can to set aside at least like one or two hours to just every to tell everybody like I'm not available at, yeah. the, at this time even if somebody wants to hang out just for fun it's like this time is for me yeah because I'm a very busy person and I need to de-stress within these hours so that I have the emotional and mental space 
to get up and take the rest of my week. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, because you've been being mentally taxed by so many things that just because you have an hour free doesn't mean that, like, you have the hour free in your mind to devote to something else. You need a break. Yeah. And it's really important. And that was... That was a really important lesson that I learned, I think, probably last year, um, where I was like, oh, yeah, I have the time for that. I can do it. And then I was just so overwhelmed by everything that I couldn't do that project that I said yes to. And I ended up disappointing somebody that I didn't really want to because I wasn't able to give her what she needed Mm -hmm. when I should have just said no. And I find that that's a trend with younger people mostly. Yeah. Because you're told to go after every opportunity that presents itself. Yeah. Because this will be good for your resume. Or you'll make connections here. But if you cannot give that your 100% or even like your 80%, per- you know what I mean? Yeah. Like a good amount of a percent. A good amount of, of, of your <laughs> focus. Yeah. Then, you know, pretend that you're not available because emotionally and mentally you're probably not you've got so much going on yeah that's something that i still struggle with too i mean it's hard it's it's a like i have had it's always a struggle i think i currently have an email in my drafts of me saying no to somebody but i i don't want to send it because i don't want to disappoint them but i'm like i don't have the time it's it's a constant struggle i feel like especially when you're a hard-working person and God, a people pleaser, you know, I hate that. I've been working towards not being that. Yeah. Because I've gotten to the point where, like, I do have a lot of opportunities. Some of them are worth my time and I really want to go after. And I can't say yes to. So it's become a little easier for when, like, people come up to me and they're like, hey, can you learn this, like, 30-page script and perform it? And I read it and I don't really want to do it. It's so much easier for me now to be like, no, I can't. Yeah. I really cannot. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway, that was kind of a tangent. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it related. Um. <laughs> you got to do what you got to do yeah. to not burn out. I think a lot of it is just putting yourself first. Yeah. And learning to be selfish with yourself. Yeah, and that's going to look different for everybody. It's not like there's a formula that we can say. But you have to, like, take the time to self-analyze and really realize, like, what is going to be good for you? And what is the appropriate amount of time that you need to set aside as a break? And what is the appropriate amount of things that you can put on your plate? It's, It's different for everybody because everybody's, like, um, load is going to be different, you know, and mm-hmm. everyone can handle different amounts of things. And, you know, you really have to be strict with, with, your time. with your time and you have to be really dedicated to self-analyzing to figure out what you can do because it's hard because right. sometimes I really think that I can do a lot more than I can. One thing that I really like to do, I've gotten in the habit of doing anytime an opportunity comes my way. So say somebody comes up to me and they're like, hey, Isabella, um, can you meet with Saturday? Can, meet- can you meet with me Saturday to do this from nine to three? I have to ask myself, OK, what am I going to get from this? Mm-hmm. Am I going to learn something new? Am I going to get paid? Am I going to make a connection that's worth 
my time. Yeah. If I'm at a point where if the answer to all those is not yes to all three of those questions, I say no. Yeah. Because a lot of the time I end up, I have in the past said yes to people because I'm nice Mm -hmm. and because I want to help other people. And because you're taught as not just an artist, but like as an employee, as anybody in a professional world that the people that you meet are always going to be in that world. And the more people that think highly of you, the better you're going to do. But I've also learned that if you know how to say no to people in the right way, they will also respect you for that. Exactly. They will be like, I, I, every time that I've said no to people, I've said, I'm so sorry. I wish I had the time to dedicate to this. But you deserve somebody who's going to be fully here for your piece. Somebody asked me to um, be in their composition. And I was like, this seems like a great piece. I would love to be a part of it. But I don't have the time for a 30-page piece. And you deserve somebody who is going to be really excited for this and has that time. And I'm not that person. Thank you so much for thinking of me. I did that at the beginning of the semester, um, too. Um, The beautiful thing about going to a small school is that you get really close with professors who learn very quickly your strengths your personality and like your capabilities Mm -hmm. and so when you impress them they send your resume to people for you without telling you (laughs) and you get jobs and internships and that has worked very well for me in the past um but this time a professor sent um my the contact to someone on campus who was looking for like a student worker for like secretarial work like Mm -hmm. Um, and it was like minimum, minimum wage. And I was like, oh. um, and I had just accepted my internship, which is also paying me. Right. And, um, so I emailed back and I was like, you know, thank you so much for, I CC'd the professor too. And right. I was like, thank you so much for reaching out to me and for thinking of me. Um, unfortunately I have accepted an internship, which is going to be taking a lot of my time, um, both physically and mentally. And I don't think that I would be able to, provide the quality of work I would like to for your office right but um I appreciate I know I'm a very professional lady (laughs) and um yeah and I felt really good about that response right because you know I wasn't just saying no right I was explaining to them like being truthful and also showing them the respect that you know right there's there's a way to do it yeah and I think once you get it down, that. how to do it right. It's easier to say it's no. It's easier. And then you're not overwhelmed and you can focus your energy on the things that you like and you're going to put out better work that way. Yeah. And then you're not going to burn out yeah. over time, which exactly. is the goal to yeah. keep going. And if you do burn out, it's okay. Like, you just have to, like, have a little recovery period, I feel like, and then get back on it. For sure. Recovery is key. <laughs> recovery is key. Anyway. Take your time to recover. Well, thank you for joining me again for this episode. Yeah. I feel like this conversation was very um, detailed. Yeah, we went into it <laughs> We did, one. but it's important. Yeah, and I feel like we both have a lot of experience with burning out. Yes. So there was a lot to cover here. For sure. Yeah. But, alright, until next all right. time. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Listeners, <laughs> all of you. <laughs> All two of you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Anyway. Good night. <laughs>